Hello everyone, and welcome to the Curious Ulsterman podcast. The podcast designed to equip you with the tools and wisdom you need to thrive as an adult. I am your host Johnny, aka the Curious Ulsterman, and today we'll be doing a beginner's guide to stoicism and the four virtues that that encompasses. I'm going to be talking about this subject because I myself identify as a stoic. I'm still learning, still pretty fresh to it, but it is a philosophy that I believe lines up with my core values. And I believe that it's also a philosophy that can be applied in the 21st century very well, especially to students and those just starting out in adulthood. And to give a layman's perspective of what stoicism actually is, it is the endurance of pain or hardship without the display of feelings and without complaint. Now, for you long-time listeners of the podcast, you will have heard me say in previous episodes that feelings are good, it's healthy to experience the full range of human emotion. And while that short, sharp, pithy answer of a very complex and nuanced philosophy can give the impression that we're supposed to be you know, void of feelings and, you know, only have one mood. That's not what it's trying to say. From my early perspectives of this philosophy, what it's trying to say is that you're balanced. It doesn't matter whether you're having a good day or a bad day. You're always at peace, at rest, and that nothing really rattles you or phases you. So that on the good days, you can enjoy, well, the good times as they come. And on the bad days, you're not losing your head. And it's, only has benefits from what I'm seeing. There's no real downside to stoicism. And I, I, I'm hearing on various social media and other sources that some people have a real beef with stoicism. And I would love to have a conversation about that because I'm always about trying to learn. And if anybody wants to have that conversation, as always, get in touch with me and all the socials. But another quote I want to throw into the conversation from a quite famous Stoic and best-selling author, Ryan Holiday, who has really brought Stoicism into the mainstream. When he was asked about what is Stoicism, uh, as he puts it, quote, a Stoic doesn't control the world, but they control always how they respond to the world. So it's a really great philosophy if you're doing something ambitious, if you're a leader or an athlete or a poet or a politician, it's there for the stresses of life. And I totally agree with that quote. Uh, just to give an example today in work, uh, for those of you who have been following the podcast, you all know I'm a maritime engineer by trade. And today I was stuck on an incredibly awkward job. It took me four and a half hours with uh, my boss to try and remove a pump from a very awkward position. And there was a lot of times that I could have lost the head. And a couple of times I there was a couple of times I did let it slip a little bit. However, for the most part, I was calm and rational. And when things went wrong, we just accepted it as it was. And that was down to purely practicing stoicism. In the past, I would have lost my head, probably threw a spatter across the room and threw a tantrum like a child because I had no control over my feelings. And a quote that I want to bring into play here from other podcasts I've heard, I think, I believe it was uh, Ryan Mickler's podcast, The Order of Man. And basically the quote goes along the lines of between stimulus and response, there is a space and you get to choose your response. And that's such a powerful quote because in the heat of a moment when you're having an argument with someone or... The, you have to make a really important decision 
and your feelings are getting in the way. And there's this time pressure to make that decision now. Between the event and between your decision, there is that space. You get to choose how you respond. You get to choose how this affects you. And with the stresses of life, whether that's an upcoming exam or you've got to make a split second decision, you have a lot more control than you think you do. You are you, obviously with life, life will throw curveballs, but how you react and how you respond to those curveballs is what matters. Another quote I absolutely love is that boys react, men respond. Now, obviously, this can be applied to both genders, but at the same time, I feel like that's such a powerful quote because how often do we encounter something and instantly we respond with anger or say something or do something that 30 seconds later we regret? I've talked about it on the podcast before that what if we waited 90 seconds to respond? Now, that's not always appropriate in some cases, but for the cases it is appropriate. Think back in your times in life when you encountered something which really rattled you, really made you angry, really ground your gears, and you ended up saying or doing something that you deeply, deeply regretted. It caused a lot of heartache or there was a lot of consequences that followed you long after that event took place. What would happen if you took 90 seconds, 60 seconds, or even 30 seconds to delay your response Instead of reacting in the moment, what if you responded and it was proportional and it was calm and it was calculated and it did not result in long-term consequences? So that to me, in a nutshell, in five, six minutes, is what stoicism is about. And certainly people more educated than me can tell you about it. If you go over to Ryan Holiday's website, um, he's got some great books on the subject, uh, best-selling New York Times offer. He's got his podcast, The Daily Stoic. I've subscribed to his social media as well. So do check him out. But how can this actually be useful in your day-to-day life? And this is where the four virtues come in. And I feel like this is where you can really get use out of stoicism in your day-to-day life, whether that's you being a student or you've just turned 18 and you're working in a really busy restaurant, cafe or something. As I said at the start of this podcast, it's for the stresses of life. And whether we like it or not, stress stress happens. Stress is a part of life. Hopefully you don't experience too much of it. But I feel like stoicism, speaking from personal experience, has really helped me get a grasp on not just the stress I face in work, but my personal life as well, and to respond to it in a measured and calculated way. So to discuss the four virtues, the four virtues of stoicism are wisdom, justice, courage, and moderation. In the future, I do plan on doing a series on Stoicism, uh, talking in particular about the four virtues and breaking them down with Nathan to get his perspective on it. And I would love to hear your perspective on it as well. So do get in touch on the socials. So to discuss the first one, wisdom, uh, there's a quote I heard when I was 18 or 19 and I was feeling a bit rough, I had made some bad decisions, nothing too serious, but we've all been there. And a quote 
that really resonated with me even to today is that to be old and wise, you must first be young and foolish. And while there is truth to that, I believe that even as an 18 year old or 24 or still figuring out what the hell you're doing as an adult, you still have some form of wisdom. You are wise in your own way. That's street smarts or maybe academic, but you are wise in some regard. So how do you leverage that to your advantage and how do you serve others so that you can make the world a better place in that regard? So with wisdom, perhaps something you could do for an actionable step here is to really sit down and think where is your strength in regards to the topic of wisdom? As already mentioned, maybe perhaps you're street smart or some other, but identify that and play that to your strengths and figure out how you can serve the world and bring value to others in that way. Something else you can do is to seek out wisdom, whether that be in a mentor or a coach who has your best interests at heart and only wants to see you grow. Because there is always someone somewhere that you can learn something from. And if that's an older brother or a sister, a parent, a guardian, a youth worker, or perhaps a football coach, a rugby coach, there is someone somewhere in your life who possesses wisdom, whether that be in the form of life experience or they've maybe gone through the same events you're going through but years past and they have the uh, perspective of hindsight to look back on and advise you before you make your final decision. So there is no shortage of wisdom in the world for you to study and find and in time you will become wise as well and before you know it you will be guiding the next generation or could be just your little brother, your little sister, could be you looking after your own children one day and with the wisdom you have gained through life that you can advise them to the best of your ability as well. So for each of the virtues, I find a quote. And for wisdom, the quote that you can perhaps meditate on is that the Stoics define wisdom as the knowledge of things good and evil and of what is neither good nor evil, knowledge of what we ought to choose and what we ought to be aware of and what is indifferent. So that's a short, sharp uh, discussion on the topic of wisdom. The next virtue is justice. And what is justice, according to the Stoics? Uh, it is to seek to help others. In a way, it's everything a Stoic does should contribute in some small way to benefiting humanity, or at least not to do the opposite. We might describe this as a Stoic philanthropy or brotherly love. So in your day-to-day -day life, is there someone or an organization that can use your skill set? And despite what you may believe about yourself or what the world says, you have a skill set. Somewhere, somehow, you are talented at something and you can bring those talents to bear to make the world a better place today. So an actionable step, sit down and in a balanced way, without being narcissistic nor um, being too degrading to yourself, Write down what you're good at. What are your talents? You know, are you a very good organizer? Are you a good listener? Are you are you good with your hands mechanically? And so what organizations or people within your sphere of influence could you help today with your talents and deliver justice within your community? So you don't need to do anything huge here. You don't need to change the world. 
is the elderly neighbor next door need a hand with their garden? Does the person across the street need a hand with doing a job? Is there something you can do in your own home that would help out with your parents or your siblings? You know, there is a no shortage of brotherly love, quote unquote, that you can give out and make the world, even within your sphere of influence, a better place. So write down your talents, write down perhaps what you want to achieve and see what where that takes you. Because life is all about service. You know, it's not all about you. It's not all about me. Out there, we find that life is most fulfilling that when we serve others. And ultimately, with that, you grow as a person and become more well-rounded. And you see that the whole wide world out there, everybody's got the same fears, doubts, ambitions, and dreams as you do. You're on your own unique journey, but everybody is somewhat feeling similar to the way you do. And that's comforting because now you know you can have empathy for others and you can seek to do justice by that, by helping everyone along the way. Some people you encounter in this world will be harsh and ungrateful and rude to you despite you doing this goodness for your community. And as the original quote I said at the start of this podcast was, it was recognizing what you need to care about, what you need, what you don't care about, and what you need to be indifferent to. And you will recognize what is the appropriate response with time and, of course, wisdom. So take the actionable step, find out what are your talents and how you can apply them in the world today. The next virtue is courage. A good quote from Maya Angelou is, Courage is the most important of the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. And this is so true because courage requires us to voluntarily subject ourselves to uncomfortable situations that scare us. And it's never easy to grow, is it? It's never easy to take that next leap, that next step on your own personal journey to becoming a better man or woman. And with courage, there is this illusion that it will just land on your lap, that one day you will be courageous. But the fact of the matter is that unless you voluntarily subject yourself to situations that will require courage, then you are not going to become courageous. Courage courage is a habit and it's a habit you have to consistently build. And if you don't practice it consistently, you'll get skill fade. Uh, we recently talked about this in the Coming to Your Own series. Uh, we dedicated a whole episode to courage and how it's closely linked with confidence. So do go and check that out. But with courage... Uh, a really good quote from Ryan Holiday. He said in one of his recent videos, the builder builds and he becomes a builder. To be courageous, you must practice courage. And to practice courage, that means going up and asking that girl out on a date. That means conquering that fear, whether that be a fear of flying, a fear of heights, or whatever it is that's causing the pit in your stomach right now to form. 
and you all know what it is in your own case because it's making you, the thought of it ju- instantly jumped into your head and you became instantly uncomfortable. Now, I do want to make a distinction of what courage is not. Courage is neither rash bravado nor thrill-seeking nor love of danger. So when you take intelligent, calculated risks that require courage, then you will grow. You don't throw yourself into silly situations where you or others could get hurt and claim, oh, I was trying to be courageous. Courage is speaking truth to authority. Courage is standing up and saying something which is deeply unpopular, but factually is true. Courage is stepping up and protecting those who cannot protect themselves. Courage is finally accepting that you are not where you want to be in life and that you could be so much more and you're going to take that next step, no matter how terrifying it is, to get to where you need to be for your sake and for your family's sake and for those who depend upon you to be the best person you can be. So an actionable step for you, the audience, is to sit down and think, what's the scariest thing that you need to conquer right now? Is it going in and asking your boss for a raise because you've been working hard and you know you deserve it? Is it asking that girl out? Is it even something as simple as saying, I'm sorry? Is there some, are you holding on to an ego and you need to apologize for something you did, but you're working up the courage to say it? There's a hundred things that I'm sure you can think of that you would much rather do then sum up the courage and do whatever it is you need to do to become the best well-rounded person you can be. So sit down, really meditate on what's the next big step for you. And you don't even need to do something actually huge, I'd say. These are all huge things I've just mentioned. But perhaps your most courageous step is taking that first step inside the gym that you've been putting off because you fear you'll be judged. Courage is finally establishing some healthy boundaries with the people in your life who disrespect you, who don't recognize your inherent value as a human being. So for the first time in your life, perhaps establishing healthy boundaries and saying, no, I will not be spoken to like that or I will not be treated like that is your first act of courage. And let me know what that is. Again, with the socials, get in contact and let me know how are you going to be courageous? What is your next step? What is the most courageous thing you're going to do today that will benefit you and your sphere of influence and make the world a better place? So that is a quick summary of courage. And the final virtue is moderation. This seems to be an obvious one, but when we really dig into it, we are all living to excess in some capacity. I can tell you for a fact that I've been guilty of this one, but living in excess of social media. And we're all guilty of you know senselessly scrolling through the social media apps. I'm not going to mention any in particular, but we're all guilty of sat there and before you know it, two or three hours have passed and what have we achieved? Except we're feeling a bit more hollow and perhaps even a bit envious because we see people who put their filters up and how good their lives are. And we stop using social media as a tool to connect with people and end up using it as a crutch because it's so much easier to distract ourselves with social media than it is to face the realities of our own lives and problems. But it's not just social media. 
what in your life are you taking to the excess? And only you can answer that question. But moderation, as defined by the Stoics, is the range of virtue between deficiency and excess. And it's like everything in life, everything can be taken to the extreme. That can be same for exercise. If you don't exercise, there are some very obvious downsides to that. On the other hand, if you exercise too much, you will obviously injure yourself. Uh, this goes the same for food. Obviously, if you're not eating a healthy, balanced diet, then your health will inevitably suffer. However, if you eat to excess, then same problem. You're obviously going to have health problems. But what about gaming? I have no problem admitting that I love video games. However, at what point does it become a vice? At what point does it become an addiction? At what point does it become excess? And that's a question I've had to ask myself, especially over the years. I don't play video games anywhere near the amount I used to. Uh, I usually only play it with my two brothers once a week for maybe three or four hours because that's how we connect as we all live in different parts of the country. But again... How many of us can honestly look at ourselves with honest reflection and go, yeah, I probably spend too much time on my phone, on my Xbox or PS, PlayStation or my computer. And what could you be doing instead that is, instead of being a distraction from the realities of life, is there something else that's more rejuvenating to your mind, body and soul? I don't know what that is for me personally. It's meditation, it's yoga, it's exercise. But for you, it could be something different. Um, but is there something more meaningful that you can practice in moderation that can rejuvenate you rather than distract you from the realities of life? And again, actionable steps, sit down, and really think about it. Even if you have to write it down, if you have to journal all these four virtues or a diary or whatever, and really get your thoughts on the paper. I can't recommend journaling enough because all your thoughts going through your head, it can become a bit messy and a bit stressful. However, put the pen to paper, put the words, even if it's incoherent, even if it's a bit messy, but get those words on paper and suddenly solutions will present themselves and you can make a plan and with a plan you can start to consistently practice these virtues and watch yourself increase by one percent a day and before you know it you're in a completely different place to where you, where you were six months ago a year ago so that is in a nutshell roughly 20 minutes an introduction to stoicism the four virtues and the actionable steps you can take to start your journey into Stoicism. Or if you don't want to subscribe to it, there's still useful stuff you can take away from this that you can put into practice. For example, the next time you have an exam, next time you're going for that job interview, next time you are just going through a really stressful period in life, Stoicism can provide at least some of the answers. And if you want to know more about Stoicism, there's no shortage of resources now. There's Ryan Holiday. He is the mainstream guy on Stoicism. Check out all his stuff. Uh, eventually, when the podcast is a lot bigger, I'll hopefully get him on as a guest and really get you know his perspective on it. But one thing you can do is the big book for Stoicism is Marcus Aurelius's book on meditations. 
there's various works by Seneca. There's no shortage of Stoic literature that you can really like dig into. And if you don't like reading or audiobooks, that's fine. There is plenty of social media accounts that will put out like a daily Stoic quote, and you can get that kind of education on Stoicism that way. So I hope you enjoy today's introduction into Stoicism. As always, do get in touch and let me know what you thought and what you would like to see more of. There you go, folks. That concludes today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of the content provided. If you did, then please do consider subscribing to the Curious Ulsterman podcast on your preferred streaming service and leaving us a five-star rating and review. That really helps the podcast grow. Thank you very much. If you would like to follow The Curious Ulsterman on the various social media channels to view upcoming content, The Curious Ulsterman is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube and Twitch, all at The Curious Ulsterman. If you know someone who would benefit from this content, then please do share it with your friends and family on the various social media channels. You could also check out our website at www.thecuriousulsterman.com where you can view our full catalogue of episodes across all the seasons. If you would like to get in touch with The Curious Ulsterman, then please do get in contact on the various social media channels mentioned or there is a voice note option on our website. As always, folks, I'm open to suggestions to make this podcast a better experience for you, the listener. If you tuned in today for the first time, Thank you very much, and I hope you got value from the content I provide. If you're one of our seasoned listeners, thank you so much for the continuous support. I am eternally grateful. I hope you'll join us for next week's episode, folks. But until next time, I wish you all the best. Bye for now.